This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. I mean, what the hell is going on? The Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPN-TFM. HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Welcome back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Nine o'clock hour here. Just a little three-man weave action. Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Darren the Plowhawk Atkins on the ones and twos. I'm Action Jackson. Tim and Iggy are both out today. Iggy out ill. Tim is out. That was scheduled. So uh, it's just the three of us, but we're hanging out. We're giving takes. Uh, it's kind of, you know, it's a very smooth, kind of a sensual threesome we got going here. I don't get that that sense. Oh, um, for sure. I, I feel it. This is a hell of a trio. Um, and uh, we're just flat out breaking it down. We're talking tournament. Uh, we're talking kidney stones. Mm-hmm. We are talking St. Louis weather. We're talking retractable roofs. All the major topics that the St. Louis area is clamoring to hear about today, we're covering. You know what we haven't talked about? Is the Mets losing their $20 million a year closer in a World Baseball Classic mm-hmm. celebration? Is there not video <laughs> of that? I haven't seen it. I think that this is the one time where it's like there's no video element to it, so it was apparently during the celebration. Yeah, and the I didn't game know, was over. I didn't know that until I read it. I thought it was, obviously, when you read about an injury, it's during a game or, you know, during warm-ups, but... Mm-hmm. And it, he was carried off. He was. <laughs> And now he's out for the yeah, year. He needs surgery. Yeah, he's gonna miss a whole year. And he was the he was the hot. Uh, he kind of went viral last year for his trumpet intro. Uh, mm-hmm. His uh, oh, I thought Mizzou did song, that. The song Narco. And the, the Mets figured to be really good this year. Geez, he might have led the league in saves. Well, yeah. also for a good team too. Really yeah. good team. Is this a myth or is this, I, I, again? I, I don't typically dive deep into stories that I read. I just kind of say, hey, those are true. Um, <laughs> those are true. <laughs> Max Scherzer is contemplating not wanting to play because of the pitch count. Have you read about that or no. seen that in some way? He's ready to quit. He hates the power. He hates the pitch timer. Yeah, hates it. He's pretty intense. 
And he's a, he's a guy that would just decide to hang it up because of that. Like yeah, he's I'll, one of those personalities. Let me personality. take a look and see what I can see about. Max. Well, if you've got four hundred million in the bank, I suppose you can hang it up if you want to. But yeah, that I mean, they went all in. A closer is very important. I understand that. I mean, it's better that it's him maybe than a Francisco Lindor, you know, or a Pete Alonso. You probably want to have those two yeah. players that play every day more so than the closer. All right, I got an article here from ESPN.com. Uh, via the Associated Press about Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer's theorized that baseball's new pitch clock will allow pitchers to dictate the pace of games. In the eyes of one umpire, he raced too fast even for the pitcher time for the pitch timer on Friday. Scher- this is from March 3rd. Okay. Uh, Scherzer tested the boundaries of baseball's novel pace of play rules during his second spring training start, trying several unusual tactics to get Washington Nationals hitters off their game. At one point, he started throwing a pitch to Victor Robles the moment home plate umpire Jerry Riggs reset the clock and Riggs called Scherzer for a balk. He calls time. I come set. I get the green light, Scherzer's, Scherzer said. I thought that was a clean pitch. He said no. We have to figure out where the limit is. Major League Baseball's pitch clock has left pitchers and hitters learning a whole new pace of the game this spring. Players have 30 seconds to resume play between batters. Between pitches, pitchers have 15 seconds to deliver the ball with nobody on in 20 seconds if there's a base runner. Batters must be in the box and alert to the pitcher with at least 8 seconds on the clock and they get only one timeout per plate appearance. Some are adjusting and taking the advantage of the rules faster than others. New York Yankees reliever Wandy uh, Peralta I feel like I'm go with it. Go with it. Rushed through an at bat so effectively Thursday, he completed a three pitch strikeout in only 20 seconds. Scherzer <laughs> experimented with a few strategies Friday. Again, this is from March 3rd, with two on and two strikes against Riley Adams in the third inning. Scherzer froze in the set position and let the pitch clock tick down to seven before Adams called timeout. On the next pitch, Scherzer set the. As the 20-second clock started, Adams finally stepped into the box with the clock at 11 seconds, and Scherzer immediately delivered, getting a swinging strike on the 96-mile-per-hour fastball. So this well, is kind of what I'm reading here. You could have been a jerk about it before the rules got set in place, too. You could stand there for five minutes and not pitch Yeah, if you wanted to play that game. And again, he getting paid, what, $42 million. I'm not saying he's retiring from the game of baseball. I just know from what I read that he hates the pitch clock and is very annoyed by it. Yeah. And the season hasn't started yet, and you know— there are going to be issues. There's already issues like in spring training of games ending with a guy not getting mm-hmm. to the box, box being called because the pitcher isn't set and ready in time. You're going to see games ending that way. I think you probably see a few of them be a, have controversy attached. To I it. hope there are no games that end that way. That's the one. I think that's they were. The one I think switch they will. I would make is that the pitch clock goes off maybe in the ninth inning or maybe with two outs in the ninth. The pitch, so that, that a game cannot end because a pitcher didn't throw a ball quickly enough. And the I umpire, think the fans would really feel cheated if that happened. There's yeah, a few umpires that love them some them <laughs> and would love mm-hmm. to have that be the storyline. Because if the umps do it correctly, it doesn't matter about integrity of the game or anything. They're just going to call it like they're being taught to yeah. call it. And I think they're going to be strutting around, taking off their mask, players and coaches around, and they're just walking <laughs> to the sidelines. Yeah. Game over. But where Scherzer's concerned... It's it's not about whether one guy likes it or not. Right. It's about whether the fans and the the people that support the game like it more. Because I mean, watching a game with with Gallegos pitch for the Cardinals that was brutal. Yeah, he would take sometimes 45, 50 seconds between pitches, and you ruin the entertainment value for everyone involved. 
Right. That's what they're trying to get rid of. Maybe they need to extend it from 15 seconds to 20 seconds. I think that would be okay. I don't think the games need to end in two hours and, and 20 minutes to be considered snappily played. If it was 240, 245, that'd be okay. It's just so many games are going three hours and 15 minutes and 20 minutes because of the constant pitching changes and the, the stepping out to adjust the batting gloves. That's just what they need to get rid of. And you're, it's hard to, to say, hey, games in spring training are X, so games in regular season are going to be X. You know, obviously managers care about spring training, but they're not doing, you know, walking out to the mound. They're not, you know, you're, you're playing with guys that some are going to be in double, single A, yeah. you know, kind of trying to get reps in. But I do like the pace of play in the spring training, 20 minutes, 25 minutes quicker. Again, I'm not saying the regular season could be as quick as what no. you're seeing in spring training. I like it, but look at what's happening in golf. You know, they're trying to limit the distance on balls, I think it is, and you're seeing players and fans hate it. And I'm wondering who makes those decisions. If you're both of your fan base and your players both hate it, then why are there changes? Are, are the fans that, in, that important? Because... I think the fans, true fans, don't care about time of game. I do because I'm a casual fan, and I think yeah. sitting there for three and a half hours watching it on TV is boring as hell. Well, well, I would say more than the time of the game is baseball desperately needs to reestablish like a rhythm. Like there's so mm -hmm. often there's no rhythm to the game. It's pitch yeah. and then a long break, timeouts, and it takes you completely out of the rhythm. This hopefully will establish a rhythm that people can track easier. And it just I, I don't know something about that, like something about the rhythm or a, a pace to the game improves it for me because there's nothing worse than like when Gallegos would, would come in like it's catch the ball at the front of the mound walk to the back of the mound then take your time it's just brutal mm, whereas yeah. like Jake Woodford on the other side of it catches it as soon as he catches it from the catcher is ready to pitch and I know Gallegos is probably better than Woodford but I would like Woodford coming in more because I knew that I, I would reestablish a rhythm to the game and Gallegos gonna be Able to, I, I'm serious. Able to pitch? Yeah, he'll he'll adjust. Has he has in the spring? Yeah. Okay, everyone's gonna adjust because going from and it was Doug's not exaggerating. It's about 45 to 50 seconds per pitch. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's I about average. That's my, about average. Phone. Yeah. And to go from that to nobody on is 15 seconds. Yeah. I that's. It's, it's I mean, way you're, better. You're, you're destroying. 60, 70% of your typical rhythm that you've had since you were a kid. But that's, mm -hmm. but that's, that's part of the problem with baseball is that, is that it's only been long. And, yeah. It's been long, but it's never like the three plus hour games is, but Doug, you, I mean, uh, you're very young, but when like Bob Gibson, extremely would, young, you know, <laughs> when Bob Gibson would throw, you know, there are some games where he would never come out, you know, nine right. innings pitched. And there would, was times it'd be seven or eight seconds between pitches. Right. And there was a few games, this is back when the pitchers were dominating the hitters just in general. But there was a few games that would be less than two hours. I don't remember people necessarily complaining about it. I'm sure the teams would like the fans to stick around longer than two hours. They'd love the fans to be there three hours or so for the concession sales and everything else. Right. But there, there is a happy medium, and maybe now they've found it. Yeah, my dad is a religious baseball watcher, watches every single Cardinal game without fail. And obsesses over it, and he loves the new pitch clock. Race. Yeah, he loves it because who's going to complain that? Oh, geez, he's going to throw another pitch again. Yeah, right, like it's, wait, it's, there's no delays in the game. Come on. But I also think, for a fan's perspective, now there's like three or four tier of fans there: the diehard that aren't going to miss a pitch. Sure. You know, the ones that have their own scorecard. You know, the ones that aren't missing any of the action. But in terms of maybe wanting to take a pee, wanting to get your kids some food. What you missed previously was, what, maybe a batter or two, maybe a half inning, you know, work yeah. comes to worst if you have to do all those in one stop. 
Well, with the pitch clock, man, you're going to be missing like an inning and a half coming back. You go, what the hell happened? <laughs> Which is, again, a good thing, but yeah. I think it's going to be different for everybody. I mean, that's a huge, just one pitcher, Gallego sent the example, 30 or 45 seconds less time to pitch. Yeah. That, I mean, you add that up in a few innings, that's a lot. A couple but, of years ago, I went to the Winter Hockey Classic when it was in Dallas with my brother and his family. Pretty sick, To actually. see the Stars play Nashville. He left... At the end of the first period to go get some coffee, he missed the entire second period <laughs> standing in line. He missed the whole period. Boy, that can Brutal. never happen. That literally should never and like should never happen in a sporting oh, event. Yeah. Was that at Jerry World? No, it was at the Cotton Bowl. Oh, Ooh. nice. So it's like a hundred year old stadium and they had, you know, very no, very few concession stands right, and bathrooms right. and everything. I was gonna say, I'd be really surprised if at AT&T Stadium there you're having to sit wait for 20 minutes no. with stoppages. This was the old cotton bowl. I know. I'll revert it back. Sorry, Jackson. No, please, please, please. I, I please. love Chaffetz. Love going to slew games. My one issue is not every concession stand has pretzels. Have you noticed <laughs> oh. that? So, like, you got to be on your game looking at the menu because you can, I went there assuming every stand had the same amount of food. Mm-hmm. So, I looked at one stand's menu. It was really long. Saw a pretzel that I wanted. But we walked the concourse and found an area that had less people in the in line, so went up there and waited and asked for a pretzel. Oh, we're not so pretzels here. Oh. Just over there. Oh. It so, seems like there used to be more people walking around the stands selling the stuff. Now it's it, not. No right. one. I guess they and, got in the white people's way or something, because it used to be there was a constant stream of people selling pretzels and cotton candy and soda and maybe beer. Maybe cashless has something to do with that. Most people care. Must be. Yeah. They used to do, they don't even do sodas now walking up and down. It's strictly so. beer, beer sales. Yeah. It's strictly beer, cotton candy. Um, and well, I think water is with the beer, but I know they don't have Coca-Colas and Sprites in with the beer. I, I would have noticed that over time. But calling, they don't, they've don't they never had that. And I think maybe should, they should start implementing some sort in of... college games? Yeah, or at yeah. least put like a little stand right next to... Lots of little kiosks. Little kiosks. Yeah. They do like, at the Cardinal game. They have those grab-and-go sections. That's it's a, perfect. Yeah, that's that's. but that nothing beats the pastrami dog, Doug. I don't care for pastrami. You know, I don't know all, if I've had that. All beef dog. Pastrami, hot pastrami on top of oh. a mountain of hot pastrami, sauerkraut, mustard, oh, onions. That sounds horrible. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> I don't like sauerkraut. Everything else, I'm down. You know you what, I I, what else I don't like on St. Patty's Day is corned beef. <laughs> What's your beef with corned oh, beef? It's terrible. <laughs> what about the Talk cabbage? About processed I wouldn't meat say that's terrible. Garbage. What about, it's horrible. What about the cabbage? No good. No. <laughs> that's yeah. just the worst food you can have. Corned beef and cabbage? No thanks. I'll go hungry. That sounds see, horrible. See, we don't do that. We do the fish fries every Friday. Um, because we like hitting up the different municipalities' fish fries, so we'll do that. Yeah. But I even the corned beef, beef and cabbage. I still am hitting up a fish fry tonight and gonna just eat fish. I'm not gonna eat the corned beef option. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's not. It's what about terrible. the cabbage? I, no. I don't like cabbage at all, bro. The smell. I can't do hot leaf. <laughs> hot like, leafy vegetables. I can't. Yeah. I can't do, like hot Brussels leaves. sprouts. They just smell like god awful ass. And I know oh. they're good. I know they're healthy. I know you can make them great. Yeah. Madison does. But our whole kitchen smells like a damn like right. humid jungle. Like it's like <laughs> I, I'm so sick of heated up veggies. I'm done with it. Outside of peppers, they're cold. You're well, done with vegetables just in general. <laughs> That's probably not a good nutritional strategy. But you smoke that hot leaf. Well, yeah, man, I guess, Jackson, you kind of put me in my point there. I got to eat crow. Yeah. But the smell of, like, steamed, I don't know, trees. It's like Steamed (laughs) trees. 
Hot lettuce? You don't like hot lettuce? I don't like hot lettuce, bro. How about spinach leaves? You know, you can drop them in a stew Ooh, or a soup fries. or something. You know, I like spinach, but I like spinach as a base to a salad. So I don't okay. like it hot, but I do Keep like spinach as like spinach leaves yeah. as like a base to a salad. I hate romaine lettuce. Hate romaine and leaf lettuce. It's just water. That's that's the problem. I I, I need me some mixed greens or I need me some spinach. What about field greens? What, what I don't mind field, field greens. Green they they got to be thinly chopped, and I like a Caesar salad, but I don't want to get a forkful and just have this half of a head of piece of lettuce oh. covered in dressing and try to maneuver through that with a huge no. crunchy spot. You shouldn't have to do with that. I'm very picky when it comes to my salads. Doug, would you rather have foreskin stew or uh, <laughs> corned beef and cabbage? Corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> Is there not another Irish-themed dish that I can order on St. Patty's Day several. that's not corned beef and cabbage? That's it. I don't know, but you should just order the corned beef and cabbage. I, I know potatoes are big in potatoes. The cabbage, it, it really freaks me out because, like, what should be cold isn't. What shouldn't be seasoned is. No. I don't know. It's like a, a coleslaw that you microwave for, like, 45 seconds. Imagine eating that. Why does Irish cuisine have to be so uh, so bland, so not tasty? But you know what else? You know what? Uh, German food's not very good either. But you it's don't hearty. like wiener schnitzel? I, uh, so, what do you want, sausage or sausage? <laughs> I don't want sausage. I'm a big fan of German food, but it's way too hearty. Like... <laughs> Too I mean, thick? You mean too heavy? Yeah, like you eat one sausage and a piece of bread, and I am just bloated as God all hell. Like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like it. Like like oh, I love brats, It's like a like glorified hot dog is all it is. Wow. I mean, if I'm really hungry, I'll have a bratwurst, but got, it's a glorified hot dog. I got to put my foot down with this hot dog oh, brat really? take. They're completely different. Oh, brats are so good. Mustard, relish on a brat. <sighs> Tastes like a good hot dog is all. <laughs> Uh, shepherd's pie or Doug, I can give you an Irish cream. I don't think I can. What in the world is he talking about? That comes from Color Buzz. Shepherd's pie. I love shepherd's pie. (laughs) I love shepherd's pie. Is that meat in a pie? So it's, it's, uh, it's on the base is like either beef or lamb or some variation of that. Ooh, lamb would be good. With like vegetables like onions, carrots, and peas and like gravy. And on top of it is mashed potatoes, like cheesy mashed potatoes. Okay, I could get on. really good. I could literally get that, So it's basically like your entire Thanksgiving feast on a plate. No turkey. Just jammed into one. Because I like doing that, mixing it all in one. But it's like a different kind of gravy and like the veg, and it's like beef and lamb, not necessarily turkey. But yeah, same idea. It's just beef and mashed potatoes just all on top of it. Right. It's really good. Uh, Doug, if you don't want corned beef today, you can have my Irish ass. Oh, that's from Father Brown. Down. That's Father Brown Eye, though. He's oh, you wouldn't expect that from a gentleman you, of the cloth. Ha, have you been to a maybe a dinner or know somebody that you know that they're, they're mashed potatoes? So there's a set gravy bowl for mashed potatoes. You a know what I'm boat, saying? A like boat. A, a gravy boat. Mm-hmm. You have the option to use the ladle or the big pour. You know, kind of had that pouring oh, sure ability. Yeah, yeah. I I know people that will pour gravy. On all of the food that are on the plate, not just the, the you know, you don't make, I make a little, you know, a little indention in my potatoes for the oh, gravy. Sure. A little reservoir. A little, thank you, Doug. I'm uh-huh. thinking of the right term. That's perfect. Yeah. But like, I see people that will just put them in the reservoir, mm-hmm. but also will just <laughs> kind of like syrup, just kind of just douse yeah. the entire plate. I think it's well, a good move, but I've never done it. If you're looking to pour on extra calories, sure. Extra empty calories. And cholesterol, Doug. Mm -hmm. Hey, Doug, if you want to keep bitching about Irish food, live in a less fat region. We have baseball, the arch, and cased meats. If you don't like it, go live in Seattle, hippie. That is true. We are. I'm not a hippie. Never was one. This city is ingrained in meats and fats. Hey, guys. And I love it. 
hey guys, I'm going to have some Rubens and Irish car bombs today. Yeah, Doug, how about a Ruben? No, thanks. Just cover in sauerkraut. No, I don't like that kind of food. If you want an option, a secondary option, which me and Madison are going next week, is Andrea's Steakhouse. I need oh. to do Weaves. I know we're getting close. Yeah. We're going there next week. We just had pork chops with the lovely barbecue sauce. How was it? Pretty good. Let's uh, hear Tim. See what okay. he has to say. Man, oh man, that Andrea's barbecue sauce. I mean, listen, you got Andrea's Steakhouse, you got the steak sauce, and you can find out all about it at andreas.com. But I want to tell the people about this Andrea's barbecue sauce. Holy cow, I have no idea what they put in it. But Max and Rebecca, they have a winner with that barbecue sauce, and you can get it at andreas.com or check it out at your local Deerberg's or Schnook store. And here is another great thing. Andreas is doing their Kentucky Derby social. It's taking place Saturday, May 6th at 4.30 p.m. They will have a heavy appetizer grazing station, endless mint juleps, and a bourbon tasting station. And it's all taking place at Andreas. Velva photo booth, best dress contest, 50-50 drawing, and much more with a free play derby competition. So check it out. The dress code is traditional Kentucky Derby attire. It's a great place to hang out. It's Andreas online at Andreas.com. That's Andrea. Boy, that what a weave. Good. Yeah, that was so really nice tasty. Dog. What a really, weave. really tasty. Uh, Doug, put my German sausage. No, I don't think I can say that. No. Who's your daddy? Yeah. No, I, it's kind of fun to go to big German restaurants. Yeah. You know, Oktoberfest there's or some atmosphere yeah. there, but I just don't know what to order. It's what is your schnitzel? favorite? I don't think so. <laughs> what is your favorite food? Are like, you talking? Are you American? Are you more Italian, Chinese? You like Mexican? What do you? Uh, what do you? What Mediterranean? Well, now in my old age, I just kind of like to. I like to eat healthy. I like to eat like grilled chicken and uh, the Mediterranean diet. I guess yeah. as much as like anything. That, yeah, the Mediterranean one is. Very healthy, yeah. extremely healthy. I'm big into Greek food. You know, uh, you know what's always interesting to me, like like most Chinese dishes or you know countries of Asian dishes, like not a lot of cheese on uh, the food. No, no, like Chinese food, like I like oh, crab rangoon, but that's like, yeah. but that's like Americanized. If you get Chinese the food. MSG out of there, it's most of it's pretty healthy. Yeah, right. and a lot, of, well, a lot of it's fried, like General Tso's chickens with or without waffle fries is just fried chicken with sauce on it. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, just, I, I think it's interesting that, like, no, rarely do you see, like, cheese on something. Whereas, like, every other culture, like Greek, Italian, Mexican, yeah. it almost always has cheese on it. But seafood is universally the best, right? Like, I, I guess I'm I, just I, using... think, I think I don't think you're going to be on an island with that. A lot of people don't like seafood. Because oh, you can eat... Uh, there's a ton of different fish variations and a ton of things you can do with that. you got sh- you got a ton of appetizer options with shrimp. Even go to the soup realm, Doug. Shrimp bisque. You have a scallop mushroom risotto. You know, you have all of the variations. Seafood is the best. But I'm not Fish eating an th- octopus tentacle. Okay, I said I didn't say you had to eat everything in the ocean. Okay. But seafood, to me, what I like, everything seems to come back to fish, yeah. seafood, things in the sea. And Nothing the better than salmon. There isn't. We do that. We just do our air fryer. We do frozen salmon from Aldi. Yeah. Put it in the air fryer. How long? We do, you know, we coat it with olive oil and a little oh, seasoning. Yeah. Could put it in there for 15, 20 minutes. Oh, is it's it? unbelievable. Is it now? Typically, we cut it up, put it in salad. But I'm telling you, salmon's very versatile. Yeah, I, I like don't that. like seafood. You don't? Wow. I, I Even think salmon? you told me that. Salmon is like the fishiest of the seafoods. I don't like the fish. Halibut oh, is very fishy. And so are scallops. Scallops are my favorite, but oh, man, yeah. those are. Oh, I like shrimp, like crustaceans, like shrimp. 
Yeah, it's a cockroach of the sea. Right, or lobster or crab. Like okay. that's Because it's got kind of that sweet flavor, and if it's fresh, you shouldn't taste anything like fish. But like salmon, tuna, not really my thing. That salmon sashimi. Oh, sashimi. It's raw, oh, raw now, salmon. Now, I did have sushi. Oh. I did have sushi when we were in Jamaica, and I did like it. But that's, you know, surrounded by rice and other stuff. Yeah. And you had like the tempura, like the fried Well, it wasn't even that. It was just like, it was just surrounded by rice and sauce. Mm. That's kind of all you That taste. was really the first time I'd ever had a lot of sushi, too. Really? And, and I really liked it. And I've, yeah. I've gone to the grocery store and ordered more since we Have you? Since we you enjoyed back. it? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Because well, you don't feel so filled up and... right. Bloated and it feels a little more high class too. You eat it with chopsticks or your hands. I don't know. It feels some. Doug, yeah. you should join myself and Madison in Imperial for some Fuji sushi. <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding. I'm it, down there all the time. It really is like the closest I've like found to like the the, the soy style sushi that we have. Like just, yeah. I mean, that's phenomenal. Hard to replicate fresh fish in Florida compared to St. Louis, but ooh, Imperial got it. Oh. Doug, you would love it. I don't know what this has to do with anything, but Doug, if you want to squeeze into some jockey shorts, you can ride me like a derby horse. That's from Suckboy Tony. Who would have said that? Suckboy Tony. Suckboy from Soulard. Yeah. Jackson, cotton swordfish are good for boys who don't like seafood. It tastes very meaty compared to tilapia or salmon. I have had yeah. swordfish. And cod is like what like any fish sandwich, like fried fish sandwich is cod, right? I think so. Yeah, I've had that. And I've had swordfish, too, and it wasn't bad. Like I said, I had shark. I think swordfish is kind of similar to shark in that way. Where it's... You'd like mahi-mahi? Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That, that, I think that might I'm be— I'm open to doing it. I just—I I, I, I think it has to be fresh, like, because I, I hear the fresher it is, the less oh. fishy it tastes. And so— Don't be a fresh fish snob. I don't want to be, but, like, I'm trying to— It's going to be frozen almost everywhere. But it needs to have a nice I'm glaze. Like, the real key to a glaze. fish, outside of a salmon. Salmon, you could just—but, you know, the fish, does you kind of put that— Glaze or whatever sauce they have, yeah. that is. Oh, oh man, like a snapper. No, oh, oh, LA yeah. snapper, red snapper. So, oh. Plazzi, seafood is your favorite type of food. Oh, it's king, it's king. Italian, very close. Chinese, very close after that. Yeah, I think Italian's my number one. I never get in the mood for Mexican. That's Madison's favorite. Love yeah. the margaritas. I never get in the mood of it, but I always seem to eat it and enjoy it. But it's never like when I'm hungry, I go, it seems I'm like going the, to the it Mexican restaurant. It seems like the same food, just in different forms. A lot of them are very similar. Yeah. At least the menu of what they offer. Mm -hmm. But it's still always good. I'm never disappointed. But it's never my top two or three option when we're thinking about going no, to get food. No, me neither. My dad keeps texting me that it's not... Uh, him or my my family's fault that I don't like seafood. That they tried to make me eat seafood. Well, I didn't why like didn't it. you take your family? I didn't, I didn't right? like the. I didn't it's like so the good for you taste. too. So I know. Trust me. Like, because oh. all I eat now is grilled chicken because that's like the healthiest of the land meats. Yeah. And, uh, wow. And, uh, land meats. I wish I liked tuna because it's even healthier because there's less cholesterol. But some mercury. Sure, a little bit, but as long as you're not eating like pounds of tuna, you should yeah. be okay. But I want to eat fish. I want to, but I, the fish. I don't know. It's like as soon as it hits my mouth, my palate, I just I, I can't handle it. Yeah. I, I, maybe I'm I'm weak in that sense. But I did try lobster for the first time in Jamaica. I oh, tried sushi. Butter. You'd never had lobster before. Uh -huh. That's like the best meal on the planet. You can give me <laughs> yeah. some butter and lobster, and I could uh -huh. probably eat until I'm. I mean, I mean I'm dead. That, right. So I'm trying to expand my palate. Just you know, give me some time. Okay. I didn't like vegetables when I was your age. Yeah. Really. Yeah. No vegetables crossed these lips until I was about 30 years old. I think well, that's when I started, too. Mushrooms, heavy. Yeah. Peppers, heavy. Cauliflower? 
No, I didn't want any of it. We do. Peas. I, I can only oh, do deep. I still can't eat anything in a pod. I can pod. only do deep fried cauliflower. I can do peas. I can do anything in a pod. Yeah, dude. Fire, I draw the line at buffalo peas. deep fried cauliflower. Oh, flame. So Completely. Do you not like peanuts either, Doug? Oh, peanuts are fine. That's kind of in the pot. Well, it's just, just peas. <laughs> no thanks. Remember, we were eating in Florida, and it was again. I forgot what fish it was called. It wasn't your typical fish, and he really was pumping it up, hyping it up. And then we do a quick Google search. Mm-hmm. And thing with like the most mercury-filled fish in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Isn't yeah. tuna the most uh, have the most mercury? I don't know. It, what, what with this fish? You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. When we're I, like, we, wow, you're gonna try to kill us. And they acted like we were idiots because we didn't know what kind of style was I, it? Style fish? I thought it started. Oh man, you're you're close. Tile, tile fish. Tile, tile fish. fish. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. Was yeah. it the? Uh, was that in the boiled food uh, pot at the <laughs> breakfast buffet? No. This was years before the steamed food. No, it was boiled, <laughs> boiled oh, food. Oh, boiled food. Thank you. <laughs> we messed up not getting the boiled I should have. I sh- really should have. Just for the story alone, just to say mm-hmm. what it was. But it's just a, the card just read boiled food. And Doug and I both. When I was about eight or nine years old, my mother once insisted that I eat the peas or I wasn't going to get up. You know, it was the clean your plate right, generation. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Eat the peas. I don't want to eat the peas. And I took a bite and promptly threw up at the kitchen table. Mm, yeah. And there was a real scene, you know. Yeah. It's probably Elvin. Mental. Elvin wasn't happy with <laughs> oh, my I bet performance. He was pissed. Bly was furious, and it was a real scene. <laughs> you guys were on horse and carriage fifty years ago, and mm-hmm. you can't even eat a thing right. of peas. without throwing, literally throwing up. Yeah. Well, yeah, that left the, a mark on me. That's the difference. Like for me, like me growing <laughs> up, like I it was like we kind of got a choice. Where like my dad was always like, no, for dinner was there's no choice in dinner. It was what was there on the plate. It was eat that or go hungry. That's well, that's we reasonable. Were. Yeah, that's that's it's, right. Too. And you know, um, you don't ask the kid what they want. Right. You tell the kid, here's what's for dinner. Right. I'm for kids aren't in charge. You're the parents right. are in charge. Is discipline the thing, Doug. Discipline. Discipline is the thing. Uh, discipline is also the thing. Working with. Celebrity Greens Clubhouse Turf. Install Ooh. that. Get that working before the J. Junior Memorial Michael Ultra Fan Page Club Championship. Plus, I can't hear a little bit about Celeb Greens. Yes, sir. Driving the ball 300 yards is cool and it impresses your buddies, but scoring amounts to getting the ball in the hole. How many times have you hit a great drive only to miss the green, skull a chip, and three-putt your way to a double bogey? While tour players get up and down two-thirds of the time, scratch golfers still only get up and down around half the time. And therefore, the best way to really lower your scores is to improve your short game. And that's why tour players like John Rahm and Max Homa have installed celebrity greens in their backyards. Anyone can put down fake turf and call it a putting green. But if you want a golf green that puts true and gives you real grass-like performance when practicing chips, pitches, and bunker shots, the only company to call is Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. Each Clubhouse Turf signature green is unique in design, whether creating a replica hole like the 12th at Augusta or the 2nd at Bell Reef. Clubhouse Turf can create your own backyard golf experience that your family and friends will enjoy for years to come. So call Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens, Golf Digest, Best in Golf, and start improving your game today. The number is 314-834-2339. That's 314-834-2339. Or go online at clubhouseturf.com and let them know TMA sent you. Clubhouse Turf. And it's going to help you get up and down. How often do you think you get up and down from like within 20 yards of the green? 
Me? 40% for me, sadly. 40% is good. I think no. it's way high. I think that's... Oh, is it? Okay. Four out of ten times you think you're getting 23 yards out. Oh, okay, yeah. 20 for, yards out. I was going to so. say for myself, 25%. Oh, you're higher than that. No. I, dude, getting... Chipping you're a better putter putting, than you think. Yeah, but I don't know. I think my number's probably 25, 30%. Oh, for me, it'd be 5% or lower. <laughs> I guess I'm I, I, I literally I three, I, I three putt every green. Every green. I guess I do two putt a ton. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, that... I guess five percent. Yeah, you can't even two sound, putt. You yeah. can't two putt to do it. I guess it. that sounds about right. Twenty-three uh, yards just sounds like it's like just one of those little bump and runs. In but 20- we could we could improve that if we just get one of these darn oh my god in our backyard. In 2019, the average PGA Tour up and down percentage was 59 percent. Holy for so the best that, players in the world. Yeah. So if oh, that yeah, gives so that you if that gives you. Uh, but when five, they say up and down, what, how far away are they talking about? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And then scrambling is another thing. I don't. It, I the, some of that confused because there's up and down percentage and scrambling percentage. Like if you're in a sand trap, up and down is tougher for the average. But right, it doesn't right. seem to bother the uh, PGA yeah. guys much. But yeah, I mean, I think that that uh, just getting up is nice. If yes. I could just uh, yeah get two shots just to get out of the sand, right. that, that's not bad. But the tour average is five nine point five five percent. Those are the best that's players wild. in the world. Now to be fair, they're playing mostly harder courses where the yeah. The greens are tougher and the around the green area is tougher. But if that gives you any perspective on uh, what the amateur players up and down percentage. If, like I, I said, if I'm 20 yards out and I can get down in in three more shots, I'm pretty right. happy. But if you think about like how much how many strokes would show off your game if you upped your up and down percentage by 10 percent. Oh, yeah. Because it, yeah. it doesn't matter if you miss the green. If you have a better up and down percentage, you can make those putts from eight feet in and you can make that chip to get it there. You shave off five, six strokes yeah. every game at least. And when you're as long off the tee as a guy like I am. Right. Just raw for power. For me, it's driver wedge almost every hole. Right. It's get, The game is getting too easy from you. From, right. Um, but once you get into 50 yards and in, that's where the challenge mm-hmm. starts. Because outside of that, you're ripping them. Yeah. To be averaging, you know, 330 off the tee and still shooting 105, that's, you know, it's no <laughs> excuse. <laughs> I bet there are people out right. there like that who are just monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to design, air, heating, and cooling email today, I like this question. What are your thoughts on blue cheese? I say it's garbage. You guys oh, like it's absolutely cheese? trash. And I I'm love cheese. I'm a cheese guy at heart. But I just, it's too, I don't know a lot of cheeses are, you know, good because they've sit out and they're quite a quote-unquote moldy or whatever. Oh. What, what, I don't know what happened to the process of blue cheese that makes it get like that. It just... It reminds me so much that it's like moldy cheese. I, I just, I'm not in on it. It tastes like laundry detergent. Yeah, to me. it smells terrible too, man. It's got a yeah. BO smell. Oh. You like it, Doug? Uh, I, I don't mind it. I don't eat a lot of cheese right. anymore. Damn, that's think if, really good. If you cut cheese out of your diet, you'd probably be, really be doing yourself a favor. I actually kind of, I feel like if you were to like, just like on, outside of like some, so like Italian food kind of like some dishes need cheese. But like if you just had a burger without cheese or you had something like a sandwich without cheese or just you started slowly taking cheese out of things, I bet you wouldn't even really notice. No. I don't know, man. Yeah, you'd save a lot of calories. Like a too. salad, like I don't need necessarily cheese in my salad. We no. shred cheese. We have three cheese shredders. That's how often we are shredding Stop with the shredding. We put it on everything, I feel like. It'd be tough for me to put cheese out of my diet. I'll eat Munster cheese, like a chunk of it. Just eat it. I like Munster cheese. How about Limburger? No, I I, I don't need a stank. 
Oh. Not that much of it. Not eating it raw right out, like not on a sandwich, just eating it. How about American cheese? One of those little can't do pieces that you pull Hell out of the plastic. No. I like those. <laughs> I can't eat that. No, I need I need to like to make my own single? wedges. I can't do the crafts thing. I can't do anything in that plastic. You just peel the you peel that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Nah. It's just glue, but it's delicious. <laughs> well, I'm a rare one. I hate mac and cheese. I think mac and cheese really? is Really? I don't like it either. Horrible. Wow, I don't need it. What and I eat hate. everything. I know, right? Like I should like that stuff. Here. Easy to make. How about after the show today, we'll all go to a restaurant, you two order mac and cheese, and I'll order the salmon. Where are we going? Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A doesn't have a terrible mac and cheese. I'm not ordering mac and cheese ever. At any point in my lifetime, I'm not going to a restaurant to order macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Me and Doug are aligned. How are you looking down? That's like what you'd eat if you're homeless. We're hardly ever aligned in food. But right now, today... We are. I it's love just that. like putting glue in your veins or something. <laughs> I don't want that. Well, let me glue your veins with Design Air Heating oh, and Cooling email man. today. I was worried about no Tim, but you put everything you had in today's show. <laughs> and you know that's what it's about, right? Until the last minute, you guys did that. You didn't stop until the last second. You didn't stop. And that is so inspiring. So you keep playing with that chin up, shoulders back, because you showed the world who you are. Mm. I mean, literally, what you have done is in historic proportion. I was listening back in the day, and we were just happy that there was a show, much less getting to this place. And I see lemmings literally all over Jefferson County. And we've been talking about you, the team. You make us so proud. So I know you may not be feeling great right now, but you know who you are. You are excellence, you are hard work, you are powerful, and you are a winner. So please know that. Huh. Basically what I'm saying is fee-fi-fo-fum. I want to stick it in Doug Vaughn's bum. Okay, that's enough. Who was it? Um, who? First name was Dixon, middle initial B, and this is a really long last name, a couple syllables, tween his legs. Dixon B, wow. tween his legs. <laughs> I believe it's Swedish. <laughs> Swedish, I think. And he's been suspended. Suspended a period of two days' time. Yes, his name is going into the suspension logule as we speak. I've always had the tightest and supplest boy canal west of the Mississippi. But with Jackson writhing with anxiety yesterday, watching the Tigers, I knew his chocolate sleeve had to be had mine beat. Don't say chocolate sleeve. It's a time for me to reflect and ask myself what I can do better to be tighter, to be more rewarding. I just need my dung tunnel to be perfect for Doug so ah. I don't disappoint him again. From <laughs> Danny Tanner. Oh, Danny Tanner. Don't say dung tunnel. It is a bad term. Yes. I'm going to try to sing here because I feel like this is a, a singing email. Oh, Dougie boy, the pipes, the pipes are clogging from stall to stall down the top of the tank. The teepee's gone and me, all me toes are tapping. Tis you, tis you must go and my arse stank. Oh. Happy St. Patty's Day, boys. The spirit of St. Pat himself just drove some mud snakes out of me bum. Awful. Also, where is Tim? That's from the Dogtown Astro. Just Van. awful. He's fine. He's Dogtown not- Astro Van. Now, we talked a lot of college basketball, and these are the emails we we're getting now? Like you got to be kidding me. If the members of the TMA Dayas continue to leave the show at this rate, there'll be no one left to host the show at all. Mickey <laughs> seems to have caught the plague. Tim fled to a different state, and Doug is moving back to TV full-time. That only leaves yeah. Darren and Rick, and I doubt many people will Darren. tune in to hear Pepper and Pringle show just to hear Jackson talk to Darren. himself about the NBA while Pal- Plowsy scrolls Twitter and plays two drops per show. Mm. I, need hey. to, I need to clear up something about Merkel's boner. That was a notorious base running mistake committed by rookie Fred Merkel of the New York baseball giants in the game against the Chicago 
Cubs in September of 1908. Merkel failed to advance to second base on what should have been a game-winning hit, which right. led to a force play at second. That's what I said. The game ended in a tie, exactly. and the Cubs later won the makeup game, which proved decisive as they finished one game ahead of the Giants to win the pennant. Ew. Merkel's boner is a little different than my boner, which is rock hard for Jackson's milky white skin and wispy hair oh. after watching him root on the Fighting Tigers against the Aggies of Utah State. It was nice to see Jackie Boy's enthusiasm while I watched the game on television. Now, the TV was not visible to me, so I guess I had, I had to guess what was happening in the actual game as I watched his reactions. Still cool. Great show today, boys. Keep cool. up the good work from the JV Golf Coach. JV like Golf Coach. I, Maybe next time you have a second TV right over your shoulder so illegal. people watching you can see it. That's you can't show so the game. Illegal. Like you can't show the game on a stream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had people in the stream complaining, like, do that. like, show the game. I was like, are you, like, like I, I apologize to people that, like, but that is, like, TNT and like Turner pays millions and millions of dollars. You really think they'd sue you? If Dude, it's the yeah, first you class can't. you take in journalism school. Yeah, you is. can't. <laughs> <laughs> taping <laughs> yourself watching a game, be careful. Not, not to that extent, <laughs> but to like actually, you know, broadcast. I like the W in Utah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Uh, nice of Tim to call in from the bathhouse on his vacation to break down Missouri's like. round of 32 matchup with Princeton. Meanwhile, Ken has called in sick for the third day in a row, presumably as he tries to score tickets to The Cure, which are going on sale to the general public this morning at 10 a.m. Oh. Credit Jackson for putting himself out there for an unpaid camboy sesh where he was emotionally vulnerable. By contrast, Iggy is so nervous about these Cure tickets that he needs to take an extended sabbatical from his highly stressful job of hijacking conversations and taking smoke breaks. Plowsy has crestfallen over the Bill Illinois loss, and he still managed to come into work. Shake it off, Darren. We all knew this Illini bunch was going nowhere. Pull yep. yourself up by the bootstraps, fire up a bowl, and start pregame for that Battle Hawks game that starts in 33 hours. Woody <laughs> Allen once said 90% of success is showing up, and by that definition, the Bottom Dogs had a successful show talking about boners, blacket bitches, and hemorrhoid donuts. Mm. That comes from Buck Swope. Nice little email, Buck. Buck Swope. And Pleasant little email. Uh, final email of the day uh, for today. Crap show today, boys. The good news is the dogs game is going to be awesome. Glocky the mascot is doing a meet and greet this morning at the cash, ch- cash checking kiosk off market. Come out, come on out for a chance to take a photo with Glocky and his little buddy Brassy Knuckles. Woof, mm. woof. Thanks. It's from Hey Barry. Okay. Hey Barry. Glocky is a great, and that's by me. A that's great. Right. Yeah, that's it's right. not bad. If Murder yeah. City is a name. Mm-hmm. Glocky, got to be the man. <laughs> well, we had plenty of emails today, Doug. What you got? Well, so many of them were vile, mm. but Buck Swope's was not. It was a ni- nice little email. Yeah. I'm going to go with Buck Swope is, is my selection. Uh, I'm going to go just based on the term Doug Dung Tunnel. Uh, I'm going to oh, go for Danny Tanner. I didn't like that. I think, I think Buck was very positive. Um, so I'm going to go Buck Swope. Oh, Buck right. Swope. Good. Good. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll give Swope's here today. He's tied yeah. up. The March nice. email the day standings as we sit know. here on March 17th. Buck, he's become a regular. He didn't use to email regularly. Yeah, no. Now he's every day. Buck Swope has three wins in the month of, month of botch with Hey Barry and Ghost Rider to the Stars tied with him at the top. Kevin Miller with two wins. Pronouns are he, him, and whole. And just the guy in a trench coat with a pocket full of batteries yeah. each have one win apiece. That's going to do it. For today's presentation, yeah, uh, you know. Do I, you have to do balloon party? No, no. Uh, not on 101 ESPN, but back on Monday on 101 ESPN and on this show. Should have the uh, full day. So we'll have Tim. Hopefully, Iggy starts feeling better and will be with us on Monday. And then uh, we'll just continue to bring heat Thanks. and hopefully be talking about Missouri going to the Sweet 16. Where would they play? What city? Uh, I don't know. Because I think you probably ought to go there and be our correspondent. Good you ought to get a media credential. It's, it's probably too late. Yeah. But. If you play Furman, be lucky enough maybe to. Maybe I think well, the game would be against 
Bewa or Creighton, oh, okay. most likely, unless some miracle is pulled off. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the uh, current state of affairs. That tips off at 510. we got the, the Battlehawks, Dogs. A lot for you on Monday morning as we come back. Uh, but that's going to close out today's presentation. Have a great weekend, St. Louis. Have a great weekend, boys. And we'll be back on Monday. That's going to close out the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.